Welcome to the first episode of Green Cider. This is Amanda, the host of this podcast. Today we have Fiona. She has seven years' experience in sustainability and currently works for Climate Disclosure Standards Board. Hi, Fiona. Thanks for joining us. Could you tell us about your education background and your journey to the current position? Sure. Hi, Amanda. Um, great to join you today, and happy to to input to this podcast.、Um, so, my background, I guess, is that I studied、uh, physical geography at university as an undergraduate、um, about seven years ago now, as you mentioned,、um, and then after that, I looked for a graduate scheme. Uh, working in environment or climate change,、um, and I initially started on a graduate scheme at a company called Centrica, and I was there for five years working kind of in environmental roles,、um, progressing sort of from an environmental management type role, and then moving into to working kind of on climate change strategy at a more kind of corporate level,、um, and then that's led me kind of in more recent years、uh, moving on from Centrica into kind of consultancy working on on climate change as well. And as you say,、uh, now I work for an organisation called the Climate Disclosure Standards Board as a technical manager. So、uh, my role is really about working to develop、uh, guidance and materials to support companies in、uh, disclosing information on climate change about their business,、uh, really so that their investors have the information that they need to be able to to act、uh, and invest in a more sustainable way. So that's kind of、uh, my journey to date, I suppose. So, have you always been keen in working in sustainability? How did you start your job searching? Yeah, I guess、um, I was quite interested in sustainability from from quite a young age.、Um, I grew up in a family where my mum、um, kind of had a scientific background, so she kind of used to subscribe to magazines like、uh, New Scientist and the like. So I used to, to kind of sometimes flick through those and see kind of information about you know climate change as an issue, and obviously learning about it at school, it became kind of something that I was quite interested in in working on, and it felt. Just really as though one of the most important things that, that our generation would face. So,、um, yeah, something I guess that I felt would be both interesting as a career, but also,、uh, you know, hopefully contribute something important in the world as well. So, I guess that kind of informed、uh, what I chose to study at university, and then the kind of jobs that I looked for afterwards. I guess in terms of job hunting specifically.、Um, When I left university, as I said, I knew I wanted to work in something kind of related to environment or climate change, but it was a little bit hard to know exactly where to look because、um, you get perhaps lots of information about kind of graduate schemes and the like、um, that maybe go into more general kind of lines of work like accountancy or finance or something, but、um, it's not always as clear how you can get into things like in environment. So I really just looked, I guess,、um, kind of keywords around graduate jobs and environment, and just looked for what jobs. Uh, that I could find that fit fitted those criteria.、Um, Centrica was one of the the first companies that came up, I suppose. After your first job, did you feel more confident during job hunting?、Um, yes, I think so. On the whole, I think probably when you you're first looking for jobs out of university, obviously you, you might not have a lot of work experience at that point, and and that was certainly the case for me. I had、uh, done a kind of part time job working in waitressing, and I'd done. A small amount of, of volunteering with an environmental charity,、um, but I didn't have anything kind of formal like an, an internship or anything. So I think at that point,、um, when you're answering interview questions, it can be hard to have the examples to draw on. But I think what was important at that point is is just recognizing that you know when you're looking for a graduate position, actually a lot of it is about 
you know the the transferable skills and your your motivations and passion for the topic so if you can talk about that in an interview um and you know use whatever roles or experience you've had to date uh you know whether they be in in sports or or in university or a part-time job um you know you'll still be able to kind of draw the right kinds of skills out that the interviewers would want to know about um but yes when you um obviously have progressed a little bit further in your career it can be a little bit easier because you have um, you know more examples to draw upon there i think another thing that i found when i was looking for for other jobs after my first job was that you had a, a maybe a better understanding of the different types of uh, roles and opportunities there were in sustainability so maybe you know a little bit more about where to look so I think I'd say to anyone starting out that actually uh, trying to talk to someone in the field um, who works in that topic already can be a really good way of, of finding out a little bit more about that to start with um, so that you know about the kinds of opportunities that are available. That's what Greensider is for. So could you tell us a bit about what were the interviews like? Were there a lot of uh, technical questions? Yeah, so it varied a bit depending on the, the particular interview, but I'd say uh, particularly when I was starting out um, in a graduate job and environment, um, it wasn't super technical. I guess, you know, they, they were realistic that you'd maybe studied a relevant subject, um, but perhaps obviously you didn't have that much of a professional understanding at that point. So um, the questions might have asked me a bit around, you know, what I studied and what I did my dissertation on, but they weren't super technical. I think, you know, they, they maybe asked you, you know, what do you know about, you know, environment or climate change in, in energy or something just to just to gauge your your interest and motivations. But really, they were looking more at the kind of transferable skills that you'd have, um, you know, around kind of managing different stakeholders or communications or uh, maybe analysis of data as well as something. So um, I think, yeah, to start out with, um, you can certainly get a lot from your transferable skills that will help you in, in interviews. I think as I've progressed into, into roles further in my career, um, you sometimes get more technical questions, but, but really I think often the emphasis in sustainability is on, you know, do you have the, the passion and motivation for the subject and, and are you able to communicate that to others? Because um, actually I think that's often, you know, really one of the most important things rather than super technical information, which, you know, you always have to learn for the job anyway. So you'll be able to pick that up as you go. About one of your previous roles, what does it take to be a sustainability consultant? Is it necessary to have a relevant degree? I mean, obviously having a degree that's kind of linked to sustainability um, can be quite helpful, but I'd say there's there's lots of different subjects that can be helpful. And obviously I studied uh, one that was quite closely linked to environmental issues, but some of my colleagues working in consultancy maybe came from other backgrounds as well. So uh, you perhaps have people who've done engineering or, or business or, or something totally different. So um, I certainly wouldn't say that you, you have to have that background. I think, as I said, having a passion and a personal drive to learn more about the subject is, is definitely a good thing. So I would say if, if you don't already have a background in this field, um, you know, making sure you do your research before the interview so that you've you've learned a little bit more about the topics can certainly be helpful. Um, but yeah, I definitely think kind of self-education, as you said, is, is something that you can do. Um, but, you know, it's just really about uh, using the skills that you have and experience to, to show what you can deliver. So I think there's there's room for lots of different types of people in sustainability from, from different backgrounds, that's for sure. You're taking a master in carbon management. Why do you want another degree? Sure. Yeah. So I started the um, the carbon management uh, masters online uh, 
two years ago now and I'm in my final year um, so yes yeah, so I, I came into that I guess a little bit further further on after university I think I'd, I'd always wanted to do more study um, for me I guess doing it a bit later on after I'd done some work um, there was a couple of reasons for that I guess firstly it meant I could kind of fund the course myself with um with my salary um as I didn't necessarily have that that option straight after university um but I also think probably one of the reasons was that I wanted to to kind of get some real world experience of the topic as well um you know working in the field and then actually I think coming back to study now um a little bit later on can be really helpful because you can kind of join up you know what you what you're doing professionally and what you know from from kind of that applied sense with with what you're learning academically as well so um, yeah, I think kind of coming back and, and studying a little bit more later on in your career can be really helpful for sure. What do you like about your career so far? Wow, yes. Um, <laughs> lots of things, I would say. Um, I think, you know, the, the obvious one for most people is that you feel like you're doing something that really makes a difference. And, you know, although climate change um, and environmental issues are obviously massive, massive global problems, um, I think, you know, feeling like you're doing your bit to contribute to that is, is a great feeling. Um, I also think, you know, as I've maybe touched upon, you get to use a lot of different skills in this field. So, um, you know, you can do different kinds of role really depending on what suit you best. So um, I think the fact that there's, you know, opportunities in this space for, for lots of different people with different backgrounds to work together and, and collaborate um, is, is a really good aspect for sure as well. What's the biggest challenge that you've encountered in your career and how did you break through? Yeah, I think it probably relates to, to what I was just mentioning around the scale of the problem. I think um, obviously as an individual, sometimes it can feel, you know, maybe frustrating and a bit daunting just how how big the scale of problems we're facing on, on climate change and sustainability. So um, particularly when you're you're starting out early in your career, um, it might be that you work on these topics, but it can sometimes feel maybe day to day as though you're not having that big of a difference and, and perhaps that can be a bit frustrating. I think certainly when I started out working in the energy industry, um, you know, that was certainly the case where although I was working with colleagues who were in the same kind of roles as me trying to, to influence sustainability and environment, um, obviously with a big energy company, there were there were lots of practices that needed to be changed and, and a lot of work to do. So um, those challenges can feel quite big. Um, I think from my perspective, that's probably why uh, to kind of tackle that challenge, I decided in my next roles to move into to kind of smaller organizations, um, you know, where you can feel perhaps like you're having a bit more of a, a direct impact day to day. So um, I think, you know, working in an NGO now where there's, there's just 15 of us, um, but we do a lot of work with a lot of different people on, on climate change, I think is, is a nice way to feel, um, you know, as though you're, you're contributing. But uh, I think ultimately that's a, a matter of my, my personal preference about where I enjoyed working best in different environments. So I think um, I definitely encourage people to, you know, try doing different roles in, in different types of organisations as well to see what suits you best, because, um, you know, there's definitely a, a advantages to both both types of job for sure. And since you've worked both in commercial companies and NGOs related to sustainability, could you tell us their differences as as an employee yeah i think it's it's a really interesting question because 
there's advantages and disadvantages I think to both types of environment and I think in a commercial environment obviously although you're working on sustainability you know there's a an element of which you're kind of uh, focusing on on budgets and, and commercial kind of drivers as well so to some extent it can feel like you are having to sort of fight against that sometimes to to get sustainability on the agenda um which I think can be quite rewarding when you make breakthroughs and you convince colleagues of the value of what you do. Um, but it can be obviously quite challenging. Um, whereas obviously, conversely, if you're working in, a, in an NGO environment, obviously you're perhaps much more mission focused in a way and, and you, know, you don't have to necessarily worry about profits and, and that kind of thing. Um, but it has its own challenges as well, I guess, relating to, you know, uh, getting grant funding and things. Um, but I think that, you know, the great thing about being in an NGO is that you can really work across the problem with all kinds of organisations because, you know, you're focused solely on the impact. So you get to work with with businesses and with companies, um, but also with policymakers and, and regulators and kind of think tanks and things as well. So. Uh, the variety there is good, but you know, I think as I as I've said before, I think both sides of those coins are really important, and there's uh, definitely great opportunities in in all types of organisations. So I think you know, trying different environments out and seeing how you find it, and maybe comparing over time across your career, um, is definitely really helpful um, because ultimately we all need to work together to tackle these problems, right? So I think you know, knowing how it works in different kinds of environment is a really useful skill to have. Do you feel that working in the sustainability field has provided you a decent quality of life so far? <laughs> yeah, I think so far, I mean, I've been quite fortunate, I guess, to to have a good quality of life working in sustainability. Um, sometimes, obviously, uh, work can be very busy, um, particularly working in consultancy. I'd say that, you know, that can be quite a, a busy environment where you have a lot of uh, clients to juggle at the same time and you can you can end up working quite long hours but um, on the whole I think uh, you know the people I've worked with in sustainability have been great people to work alongside um, so you know I've worked in really good teams and and I've got a great amount of satisfaction out of, of the work I've done and you know the, the importance it has so I think um, yeah I think definitely it's a, it's a good quality of life that I'd recommend to others. Finally what are your top tips for someone looking to start a green job? Yeah, so I guess a few different things I'd recommend. Um, I think as I've touched on already, definitely speaking to to other people who work in the industry, if you can, is a great way to understand uh, the different types of roles that are out there and the different types of organisations in the space. Uh, or indeed, obviously, listening to the Greensiders podcast or those kind of materials can be a great way to get that kind of insights too. So, yeah, tapping into professionals that work in the field already and, and getting that kind of insight. Um Secondly, I think, you know, as I kind of touched on, there's lots of different kind of collaboration and networking opportunities in this field that exist. So if you do a bit of Googling, um, you might be able to find out about some events that are happening in your area uh, or some online webinars, perhaps. And, and often those are free to sign up to. So uh, they can be a great way to understand about kind of the different topics that you could work on um, and, you know, maybe even as a means to get to know some professionals. You know, you can talk to people at those events as well. Um, and then finally, I think I'd say, you know, uh, don't be disheartened if perhaps, you know, the first job that you can get in this field doesn't feel like it's, you know, saving the planet to the extent that you want to. I think, as I've said, you know, we're we're all quite small against a really big problem. So uh, 
sometimes it's about kind of you know just getting some experience and, and learning the field and then over time you know you'll be able to progress to the point where you feel like you're really making a difference but you know don't worry about necessarily uh needing to feel that way from you know day one it'll it'll come over time um so really just you know get your foot in the door get some experience and um yeah hopefully that will will take you um on a good journey thanks fiona for sharing and helping greensider with its first step That's all for today. Until next time.